Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark and Agnes Drew. It's day 1,535 since we came back on the air. Any news from either of you? Not for me. Nothing for me either. Nothing at all? Nothing? Even a little newsworthy? Uh, Has anybody checked the bulletin board recently? Just went by there yesterday afternoon. Nothing. Anything new on the zombie behavior front? I know we were monitoring them to see if there were any changes, like if the parasite that keeps them moving might be mutating. Observations are still ongoing. Nothing to report. What about you, Max? No, there's nothing on my end either. Um, I guess we should be grateful for this bit of a lull, but it's really boring. With as many people passing through Amoria, since none of them are planning to stay, you'd think we'd be getting a ton of news from all over. But there's been a bit of stability over there lately. You mean people are actually staying? For now. But nobody has actually come right out and said they're planning to make this their new home. I think this is only temporary, and the churn over there will start up again soon, more's the pity. I know this is frustrating, but look at it this way. At least we're not Tristan de Cunha. Who's that? Uh, not who, but where. Tristan de Cunha is a remote island. Well, it's actually more of an archipelago in the South Atlantic Ocean. It's actually the most remote inhabited island in the world. Oh, come on. Before the zombies rose up, pretty much everywhere was interconnected. How remote could it possibly be? Well, for one thing, there's no airstrip. So the only way to get there is by boat which is a six-day trip from South Africa. As for everything being interconnected, from 1998 until 2006, they did have internet, but it was so slow and unreliable that they decided they'd rather not bother. Last I heard, they did have an internet cafe, but have no idea what the situation is there now. I can't decide if I'd want to live there or just visit. That kind of remote living has to be an interesting experience. In some ways, I kind of think that we are like Tristan. Limited entertainment options, spending most of your day doing the same day-to-day activities to keep yourself alive. I wouldn't think they'd get a lot of supplies from outside. They'd have to make most of it themselves. That's true. And it wouldn't surprise me a bit to find out that they have no idea that the zombie apocalypse is even going on. How could anybody possibly not know the zombie apocalypse is going on? Well, when the internet went down, there'd be no way for news to get there. Almost no ships pass by the area. And they're used to that. I mean, unless someone who was infected stopped by, I'd say they're all doing just fine. They missed all of World War One, So why not this? Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean they missed World War One? No ships came to the place between 1909 and 1919. The only reason anybody came by then was to tell them that the war was over. A war they didn't even know had started. Did... did they know about World War Two? They did, but only because Britain used the island as a secret Navy weather and radio station. I mean, the place is isolated. And it can be a bit of a problem for them because they have to monitor the population. Oh, to make sure they don't outgrow the island. 
Uh, more like the opposite. They have a school there that has been described as substandard, and the kids aren't getting what anybody would call a high-quality education. But the people that live there don't want to improve it, because if the kids go off to get higher education in colleges in Britain, then they probably won't come back. And then the whole population collapses. How many people live there? About 250, give or take. Which is about as big as some of our larger communities. Most places around here agree that around 100 is the safe number. But we've heard of some as big as 250. But not many more than that. Each family is also limited to two cows to conserve pasture and prevent anybody from getting too rich. Okay, well, I guess you're right. We're living in an information vacuum, but at least we're not Tristan, where they might as well be living on a different planet. Now, now, Max, they must like it, or else they'd leave. Right, Dr. Clark? Right. I mean, they actually did all leave in 1961 because it's a volcanic island and it erupted. They evacuated to some nearby island and were eventually picked up by a Dutch ship that took them to Britain. But in 1963, everything was pretty much back to normal on the island. Most of their village structures were still intact, so they all came back. Huh. That's very interesting. Okay, definitely a good perspective to have as we wade through a very slow news day. I hope the listeners were able to get something out of that as well. Ready to sign off, you two? Allow me. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Agnes Drew, Dr. Rosalind Clark, and Max O'Brien. Take care of each other.